Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today, I'm here with Carla McKinley, and she is the artisan of adulting. Yes. I think I just love that. I just love that. <laughs> well, you know, I really learned the hard way. Um, I've got a 21 year old son, and a 16 year old daughter, but, um, you know, I, I didn't have an ideal childhood growing up and I had to kind of raise myself in a lot of ways. And I, I didn't want that for my kids. And, um, my mom has a lot of fear. And so one of the lenses that I look through life in is this one of kind of impending doom, you know, something's going to happen to my mom always said something was going to happen to her. And then, so I kind of took that on as a child. And, um, you know, I always, when I had kids of my own, I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not going to be around and there's, ah. and so <laughs> I always have taught them to, you know, how to take care of themselves because it was important to me now that I'm a little bit older and, and more healthy and wise. I really, I, I see it is important to teach our kids how to adult properly um, and not from a space of fear, but just, you know, we've got 18 years with them. There's a lot to teach. So I, I wanted to, um, to go ahead and, and do that. Yeah, no, it's, it really, that is the core of what we are responsible of, you know, as parents to teach our children is how to be responsible adults, um, you know, go out into society and take our place. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, my thing is realizing our genius, sharing our genius with the world. Absolutely. You know, ideally, but definitely being a productive part of society. And, yeah. um, I know. I mean, I, I, fortunately I had, I had have amazing parents. I mean, my, my father's now gone, but my mother is still very much part of my life. And, um, it was very positive in many ways, but, oh, wow. Financially, uh, not yeah. quite. It I is mean, a very, very hard lesson to teach your kids. Yeah. Well, and they didn't set very good examples other than what not to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, my, they did have their own business, which was great. I got a lot out of that. I learned so much from that. But um, my dad took some risks that he shouldn't have several times. And we ended up losing our, our home. Not, not once, but several yeah. times. Yeah. And that was something that was really hard growing up. Um, and it was something I never wanted to have happen to my family. So that's one of the reasons I'm just so passionate about personal finance. And I love your, your curriculum beyond personal finance. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, um, as a homeschool mom, um, I took on, you know, I've got a financial background, um, and so it, it, you know, finances, I, my mom was a single mom. We didn't have much money growing up. I always 
was acutely aware of money and money struggles. Um, my mom did a pretty good job of being responsible with what we had. We just didn't have much. And so I knew that I wanted to teach my son. He had had an allowance. I'm a big proponent of an allowance um, because you've got to learn. You've got to practice um, and, the, you know, hands-on experience, right? And so my son was just kind of taking that allowance and not really practicing what I preached with the allowance. So I decided, you know, we're going to take it to the next level. Seventh grade is going to be our year where we're going to learn how to handle money. So I sat him down with the Dave Ramsey curriculum. Um, and, you know, I mean, Dave Ramsey has got a great program. He helps a lot of adults get out of trouble. So, uh, you know, I sat right beside him and I was enjoying, you know, what I was learning. And, you know, I, I felt like, wow, this is true. This is good advice. My son was just bored. And I was like, hey, and, you know, looking at it through his eyes, sweet Dave Ramsey, he's kind of just an old, you know, kind of an old man. So it yeah. feels very much like my husband lecturing to my son about money. And it wasn't going over well, real well. And then my son, sweet, sweet boy that he was, was honest enough with me to say, hey, mom, I'm sure this is all good. It's just that a $5,000 car, that's for poor people. I'm, I'm not going to be poor. You know, and he wasn't even <laughs> he wasn't even dreaming of of being a YouTube star or anything. I mean, he just he just knew that he was going to be an engineer. And he knew that engineers get paid sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. Well, through those lenses, if he's gonna get sixty or seventy thousand dollars every year, why on earth would he get a piece of junk car? Like that's his thought. And yeah. I knew, uh-oh, we got a problem. He doesn't see his future. And because he doesn't see it very clearly, you know, he, he doesn't make wise choices today because future Jack is a stranger. He didn't know. So I set out with, you know, like most homeschool moms, you know, we just kind of designed the lesson that we know our kid needs. And so that's how Beyond Personal Finance was born out of this sort of frustration of you either have curriculum that just lectures to them or maybe says hey you have a lemonade stand how would you spend your twenty dollars well learning how to spend low at all you know because you'll think wow this is a lot of money but the truth is it's not a lot of money and so you really I wanted to help him budget adult money before he really had to budget adult money. So in Beyond Personal Finance, the, it's 20 years of their life, 22 to 42. They design their future. They start with what career they're going to have. And of course, that career gives them a paycheck. It's actual data from the Department of Labor. So it's not like the game of life, which is wildly unrealistic with the salaries. And then they, by years, they pick a car and they pick an apartment and then they get engaged, they get married, they have children, they have a house, they pick a retirement, um, some stocks to invest. Like they use the money they're getting paid to design their life. And every lesson ends with them making a budget and they see how much money do I have left over? And thing, different things are thrown at them. I give them what I call a plot twist, which is, you know, the, your baby poops on the couch, pay $300 to get it clean, your HVAC bridge, you know, all of these things. Instead of it being, but like game of life actually has a wild card called, 
you've won a beautiful forehead contest, collect $5,000. I mean, come on. I give them ones that are like, oh, you know, um, hail, hit your hit your car and you have to pay the deductible. Like that is a wild card, right? So that's what the class is. It's very interactive, but the reason it works, the reason it's so impactful is because it's the teenager designing his or her life. And so it matters to them because it's about them. Yeah, no, having them engaged like that. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's where the real learning happens. And that yeah. simulation learning environment, that is one of the best learning environments you can create for your kids. I love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but we all talk about, um, you know, when we talk, when I do my buying a house lesson um, and they they have to look, because at this point it's lesson seven, they're sitting on money in their savings account. They're feeling so rich, you know, and I'm like, oh, buy a house, you know, pick out a house, go to Trello. And now you need a 20% down payment. Like what? And all of their money from savings is gone. And that's when we talk and they're like, what is going on? And then I explain, hey, you know, when you get a loan, you have to pay interest. And so this same house, depending on your credit, could cost you way more. And they're like, what? Yeah, it's true. And so because it's their house, they're looking at it. And then the lesson becomes relevant. And then they're like, well, how do I have better credit? Ah, now there's the question. And then I say, hey, the reason why you're learning this now in high school is because you can actually wreck your credit before you even know what's why it's relevant. You can go to college and wreck your credit is screaming at you from the future. Don't do it. Don't do it. But when you go through my class, they already know they have a house down payment. They already know. Uh oh, wait a minute. So when they get that first check, they're going to go, uh, I better put some away for that house down payment because they already had that in their simulation. So it's it, it, the lessons just keep going because they get to practice being an adult without wasting money. I mean, that's what I did in my 20s. Yeah, I bought all sorts of stuff because I thought I was rich and it turns out I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I I taught some personal finance classes. Um you know, years ago as well. And it was mainly because I was so, I had to learn that. I I grew up with these parents who thought, oh, I still have, you know, a thousand dollars on my credit card. Let's go spend it. And it's like, oh, I had to learn the hard way that that is not how it works. And I'm so grateful I was able to share that with my kids and with other students. And I was able to learn that myself and could, you know, show that to my kids. But, oh, yeah. that was a hard lesson. Yeah, it's really, it's really hard. And, you know, um, I don't know if you remember Larry Burkett. He did Money Matters um, a long time mm -hmm. ago. And um, one of the things that he had said was, you know, you, you need to share your financials, show your kids what adult money is because they really need to see the difference between an allowance and adult money. But man, you don't want to do that because my son would brag about how much money we had, even though it wasn't that much money, but to him it was right. I mean, he's used to getting $20 a week. 
and he sees more. So he's going around bragging how rich we are. If I were to show him that <laughs> or worse, he's making some kind of judgment on what, how I'm spending my money. Or if I tell him, Hey, we, um, you know, we're not going to buy that thing. Why? We have the money. No, like that's not really any of his business, but I do agree with Larry that they need to see adult money. And that's why, you know, just lecturing to them about it, it, it's just not going to stick. They, until they, you know, learn by failing, you know, when they get to the bottom of that, the first budget they do, if it's got a negative number in there, boy, that's, it's opening. I mean, I, I have kids. I also teach my class live and, you know, I've got a kid who wanted to be a YouTuber and that was his, and I was like, okay, great. And his mom called, you know, oh, he, he can't do that. I'm like, no, 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 don't worry. He's going to figure that out soon enough because he's going to see it on his budget. So he's, uh, so I let him do a YouTuber and I was even generous. I was like, Hey, um, you can, why don't you put down on the income line, $20,000. Now you need to know that probably, you know, as a YouTuber, you probably won't make $20,000 in the beginning because, you know, (laughs) but put $20,000 down. Yeah. So he's like, okay, this is great. So the next, he's got 20,000 in his budget, but he's got a car apartment, blah, blah, blah. And by the third lesson, he has run out of money. Oh, it's actually the fourth lesson an apartment. And he's run out of money. So he raises his hand. And of course, the car, I, I said, he was like, well, I don't have enough money for a car. I was like, yeah, no, buddy. I'm sorry. 20,000 is just not a lot. Um, but it's okay because you can take the bus. And he's like, okay. Because as a kid, you think, okay, no problem. Yeah. So he puts down no car. And, you know, I, um, so then now is an apartment. Raises his hand again. Hey, I, I can't pick from one of these apartments. I said, yeah, but it's $20,000 is not a lot. So, you know, you're going to have to live with your, your folks. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, now you'll be 25 years old and you're living your, your family. And then he's like, well, what if I want my own apartment? Ah, well, what else are you good at? What other careers can you consider? Because good news when you get home at six o'clock, that's when you can be a YouTuber. On the weekends, that's when you can be a YouTuber. You don't have to give up your dream, but you need to find something that you can afford so that you can afford to live the life you want. But his mother told him that so many times, but it wasn't until I was like, hey, just pick. How much are you going to spend on groceries? How much, you know, your led to that negative number. What choices can you make better? And that's when they really learn. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that just, it's so important, especially when they're closer to adulthood to have other teachers there who can share their ideas because I don't know what it is, but (laughs) at one point the kids, you know, the parents are just like, you know, the Charlie Brown teacher adult. Yes. Yes. Um, they just don't, they stop hearing it. And I know I had a friend who was driving my uh, son around and um, she was talking to him about something, something I had said over and over to my kid. And he said, oh, Mrs. So-and-so told me this, isn't that a good idea? And I'm just like, you know, slap. Okay. How many times have I said that? You haven't heard it. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. 
they just, you know, they just stop listening. And, you know, um, as part of my artisan of adulting um, role, uh, when I, I do a, a blog to parents, you know, one of the things that I encourage is, hey, I know that we say you have 18 years with your kids, but the truth is they stop listening those last you know, four or five years. Okay. So you need to get all of, you need to, they need to know how to do their laundry. They need to know how to cook. They need to know how to clean when they are before 13 years old, they are eager to participate in your life and in your world. And so that's really when the bulk of the training needs to happen because man, those teenage years, they're busy and they've got a lot more schoolwork and they've got friends, they've got, the last thing they want to do is sit down and learn to, um, you know, how to, how to mow the lawn or how to, you know, take care of the house. So yeah, yeah, you gotta, you kind of got to shift that stuff around and leave those teenage years for them to just execute the lessons that they've been learning. Um, My son did his own laundry, you know, starting in uh, really middle school and up, you know, he packed his lunch and made his breakfast and all of that. He was executing those lessons that he'd learned earlier, just because, you know, you, you can't really teach him a lot um, during those teenage years. Yeah. I mean, it's a natural progression. They're trying to, you know, figure out who they are. So it's not like yeah. they're being bad kids or anything. It is exactly. natural for them. That's right. Absolutely. So it's fine. I mean, you know, we, we, we need them to separate from us. That's what gets them on to the next stage of their lives. So it's normal and natural. And um, both my kids had, you know, good attitudes, but still, just like you said, I, they weren't really listening to my guidance in in high school. Yeah, no, but that simulation, they're figuring it out for themselves. And so that is, that's amazing. That is awesome. Yes, it really helped my daughter. We live in Raleigh and my daughter has always, she's got a business mind and, um, but she just turned her nose up at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. One of the great business programs in the country, but she turned her nose up at it because it's, you know, right down the street. It didn't feel like an adventure, but of course I had her take my class, um, And when she understood, hey, you can go to UNC or you can have student loans. And I let them make the choice. And so she took, she went to an out-of-state school. So she had to have student loans that part of her money came from. And she, that's when she realized, oh, student loans, those are bad. I see it now. The money I spend on student loans, I can't spend on a car or I can't spend an apartment or I can't save up money because my daughter's pretty cheap. And so she was always distressed at how little she had in savings. And it was because of those student loans. So now all of a sudden, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill is looking pretty good to her. But she just, until she saw it on paper, you just weren't going to be able to convince her. She wanted the adventure. Yeah, yeah. No, I was very grateful that my kids, my four older kids have, are already through college and a couple of them did choose to get some student debt, but within just a year or two out of being out of college, they were able to pay it all off yeah. by making correct choices, you know, 
right. wise financial choices. So I'm, That's exactly I'm really right. proud of them. Yeah. 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 If you could say anything to a new homeschooler, what would you share? Just coming from this idea of, you know, being an artisan of adulting, hmm. a new homeschooler, what would be the most important? What, what, how would you do things, you know, or suggest to do things? Sure. Well, I think I've got a couple of things, you know, first, um, you know, you teach the lessons to the kid that you're given. Um, you know, my son is very different than my daughter, very different. I taught them differently. Um, this idea that's not fair or any, like we're not going for fair. I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm teaching the kid that I have. And, and so trying to, you know, make sure, well, you know, you need to learn this because at this age, this is what so-and-so was learning. I would let a lot of that go, teach the kid that you have, um, and then focus on life skills because those those really matter and give yourself some some credit to to recognize that teaching them to cook is a class teaching them um to uh research things on the internet teaching them to type teaching you know laundry um making taking them to the grocery store nutrition like there's so many life lessons um that are important to get down um, in addition to the academics. So just make sure to use that time, teach them what um, you think that they need. My, um, I really let my son, when he was older, I let other people teach him. Um, but prior to that, I gave him the skills that he needed to research, time management, those kinds of things. Um, and more than anything, it is, and this is to all parents, but um, homeschool parents have the luxury of a little bit more time, but I would begin to transfer the responsibilities that these kids have for themselves onto them. They can learn to fill out forms for camps and doctor's offices and classes. They can, um, they, certainly they can do their laundry and, and make their food and like just begin to transfer things to them and help teach them how to navigate life rather than navigating life for them. You know, when, when my kids go to the doctor or the dentist, they're older now, but when they were younger, I didn't go, I didn't lead the charge and say, hi, I'm here to check in Kate McKinley for her doctors. Nope. Kate is there to check in Kate McKinley for the doctor. And so Kate would say, and then they would look right at her and she learns to talk to adults and the, they would say, okay, here's a form to fill out. And so Kate took the form and she and I worked together. So let them lead the charge because when my son left, he is 10 hours from me at a college and I was not one bit worried for how he was going to handle the responsibility put upon him. I knew he knew how to take care of himself. He knew how to, you know, manage his money. He knew how to eat and exercise. He knew how to do his laundry. He knew how to study. And that sense of peace that I felt is, I cannot even imagine not only missing him, but being worried about him would be a, a burden that I would not want. So I would say parent, the adult, the future adult, that is who, that's your end goal is your future kid. 
And your current kid is just a piece of that future one you're creating. So don't cater to the current kid. Teach in light of the future kid and what skills that they're going to need. Oh, that is great advice. Thank you so much, Charla. You're welcome. And thank you so much for today, everything. I really appreciate it. And thanks for yes, sharing your well, genius. I'm so thankful um, for you having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius. Thank you.